Okay, good morning everybody. Today's daf is Babakam Daf Kuf. Hey, we are holding on Daf Kuf Dalit Ahmed Bays. I think we are at I'm not hundred percent sure actually. I think we are at Ella Mai Lohoda Lohoda Vivoda Bino, if I'm not mistaken. Today's year is sponsored by Dr. David Lander in honor of his wife and children and Lil Nishmas' mother, Goldaba Simchal Shalom, also by Daniel Sadian for the success of Klali Israel in these times and Aslacha for our soldiers and our captives, shall return home safely, and by Judy and Don Israeli in commemoration of uh, Donnie Israeli in commemoration of Donnie's fa- father's fifth yard site, Yaakov Shimon ben Aryeh Lev. Uh, Shalom, the and Aliyah. We thank all of the sponsors very much for the sponsorship. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to continue trying to figure out the case where a, where a Yoresh pays the Keren but does not pay the Chomesh. Meaning what's the case of a Shavuas Hapikadon where the Yoresh is going to pay for the Keren that is uh, of his father's uh, business dealings but he's not going to have to pay the additional Chomesh. The Gemara is going to have a Machlokas if you have to go all the way to Madai to return uh, and, uh, a, a, a a, uh, a, a, a something that's uh, that's worth less than a pruta, an item that's worth less than a pruta. Then the Gemara is going to have two additional discussions about returning things that are pachos mishava pruta. And then the Gemara is going to have a series of shailas that Rava asks. Rava is going to ask if a uh, nazir is in fulfillment of mitzvah kiluach when uh, among the last two hairs that there are to shave, one of them just falls out, and then there's only one left to shave. Is that a fulfillment of mitzvah skiluach and he's also going to discuss a partially plugged up kli and whether that has the ability to be chotzeitz bifnei hatumah then on Amid Beis, the Gemara is going to discuss whether one is chayiv for a chomesh va'asham if he swears on chametz shavar lava pesach. Meaning the trick is chametz shavar lava pesach has no monetary value. So if you have, uh, if you swear falsely about owing someone chametz shavar lava pesach, so uh, do you, uh, do you, are you chayiv the chomesh and asham in that case? Then the Gemara is going to have machlokas whether there's a, a, a carbon shvuas ha'edus for an aveda that uh, that revolves around uh, the issue of davar agarim lemamon kimamon dami. That machlokas is going to really uh, relate to the issue of davar agarim lemamon kimamon dami. The Gemara is going to have a chiddush of Rav Sheshes, that someone who's kofar bepikadon, even without a shvua, becomes a gazlan, and he's going to bring rayas, and the Gemara is going to challenge that chiddush. So let's begin again on the bottom of uh, Kuftalat and Bez, or toward the bottom of, uh, of Kuftalat and Bez, Elamai, I think is where we are, about uh, six lines from the end of the, uh, from the, end of the page. Uh, yeah, is that where? One line down. Okay, but let's go. Uh, yeah, let's go back to Elamai. So the Gemara is explaining what Rav Nachman meant when he said that the second brisa is talking about lo hoda. Elamai lo hoda. What does lo hoda mean? Lo hoda aviva hoda beno. It means that the father, the Goslin himself, was never moda, but the son of the Goslin was moda, and therefore he's chayiv to pay the keren, but he's not chayiv to pay the chomesh because the father was never moda before he died, and therefore there was no chiyuv chomesh that was ever chal. So the hoda of the Ben alone is not going to be Mechayev a Chomesh. So ask the Gemara, well, wait a second, one of the uh, circumstances that the Bryson described, where the son does not uh, pay the Chomesh on that which his father stole, is in a case where both the father and the son swore falsely. But if we're talking about a case of Hoda Beno, that the son was Moda, so we shouldn't be Mechayev him Chomesh on... Uh, <coughs> 
<coughs> on his father's Shavua, but But if one of the circumstances that we're describing is where the son himself took a Shavua, why aren't we Mikhaiv the son of Chomesh on his own Shavua? He also swore falsely and was then Moda. So answers Gemara Amri B'Sha'in Gezela Kayemes. We're talking about a case where the Gezela is not in the world at the time that the father died. The father had consumed it already prior to dying. And such a case, we, are, we have a Mishnah later on, about a week from now, that says that a son is not chayiv to pay Gezelas Aviv. So the Shavua that the son took L'Sheker, that his father never stole, is not a Shavua that patters him from any Mamon. Because his whole Shavua, because even without a Shavua, he's not going to be chayiv any Mamon to the Nigzal. So therefore, the Torah is not going to be mechayiv him tashlumi chomesh if he if he uh, was never chayiv any mamon as a result of the shvua anyway. The shvua sheker was not uh, something that would have been mechayiv any mamon anyway. So says Mari ibe in gzela kayemis. Well, wait a second, that's too good of an answer because if the gzela is not around anymore by the time the father dies, then afilu karenami lemeshalim. Then the son shouldn't have to pay the karen either. Meaning that's what the Mishnah really says that the son does not have to pay gzelas aviv when uh, when it's not around. So the Shavuah that he took L'Shekhar doesn't mean anything. He shouldn't even have to pay the uh, the Karen. And therefore the Kasha of the Gemara goes back. What's the circumstance that the Tana has to be Mema'it the son from paying the Chomesh even though he's paying the Karen? We need to thread that needle. What's the case where he's, yes, paying the Karen, but not paying the Chomesh? So says, And we're talking about a case where there's Achrayis Nechasim, that the Gazlan who died left Nechasim, uh, Nechasim Sheshlam Achrayis, meaning he left Karka, and uh, the Mishnah tells us that in such a case, the Yorshe HaGazlan do have to pay that which their father stole, uh, even though at the time of the father's death, the Gzelos were no longer around, he had consumed them, but he had left karka. So that karka has to be used to pay that which the father stole. So says Marvachi, but who cares that there are karkaos? The chiv of the Gazan to pay a nigzal is milva alpe is 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 a milva alpehi. It's a chiv that's not written in a star. And the rule is milva alpeh in a govit lomina yorshin, velomina lakuchos. A milva alpeh does not get to collect karka from Yorshim, nor from Lakuchos for that matter, from anyone who has purchased that that, that karka. But the Kasha therefore Returns that if the Bryce is talking about where there's Ain Gzela Kayemes, so the son should not have to pay the Karen either. Even if there is Karka left over, the son should not have to pay the Karen because you cannot be Gova uh, from uh, from Yarshin. So Amri, so the Gemara explains that no, we're talking about a case, Bishamad Bedin, that the Gazlan was already Omid Bedin prior to dying. So therefore, the Bezdin was already Machayiv him to pay. And therefore, that has a status of a Milva Bishtar. And a Milva Bishtar is able to collect from Yarshin. So the Yorish is going to be Chayiv in the Karen, but he's not going to be Chayiv in the Chomesh. So Frank the Gemara, well, Ibish Ahmad Bedin, if there was already Ahmad Bedin, and Bezin already told him that he's going to be Chayiv, I feel Chomesh Nami Mishalim, then why doesn't the son have to pay the Chomesh as well? He was Kofer, he was Nishba, that, uh, that, 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 uh, on that really he was obligated to pay, and he was Nishba the Sheker, so shouldn't he have to pay the Chomesh? So I'm no, even though, uh, the Gazan was Omid Bedin, the son does not have to pay 
pay the chomesh. If you shein mishalnu chomesh, I'll clear shibut karkaos. You don't have to take a shvua minatora on karkaos. Even uh, the, uh, the 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 kfira. Uh, I'm sorry. The, the, the since you don't take a shvua minatora on karkaos, being kofer on karkaos is not mechayiv a chomesh. So since the gazela itself is no longer healed here in the world, the father had consumed it. The entire chiv of the son to pay back the gazela is only because he was yorish karkaos. So the karkaos are going to be where the the payment comes from. So it turns out that in his shvua he's kofer on shibut karkaos. And whenever you take a shvua on, on, on kfir shibut karkaos, that's not going to be mechayev chomesh. So Karen, yes, because there was hamad bedin. But Chomesh, no, because the Shavua on Shibut Karkaos is not going to be Mechayev Chomesh. Another possible way to understand the Brisa, Rava Amar, Rava says, no, maybe the Brisa is talking about where Gzela Kayamas, when the son swore, the, the, the Gzela was still here, the father had not consumed it. Uh, why is the son Chayev the Karen and not the Chomesh? That the case is, there was a bag that the father owned that were, where the gazela was, where the stolen item was, that someone else was holding on to, and the son had no idea about it at the time that he swore. So Karen Mishalim, he has to pay the Karen because he still has the gazela. He has the actual stolen item. So that you have to give back when it's, when the item is still around. Of course you have to give it back. But he doesn't have to give pay the chomesh because the chiyistava b'kushtaistava. When he swore, he was swearing the truth to law of the He had no idea that the gzela was still around because it was mufkad v'yalacherim. Someone else was holding on to it. So how was he supposed to know that it still existed? And therefore, it's not considered shvur sheker for which one would have to pay a chomesh. Now this is a little bit difficult because uh, the w- w- the gemara had said uh, previously that uh, to, that we learn from a pasuk. Uh, we said in Kufkim Lambeis, we learn from a pasuk that the ben is pater mechomesh, uh, but even in this case, in the case where you uh, really were telling the truth at the time that you stole it, even the gazan himself would be pater mechomesh. If at the time that you were taking the shavua, you honest to goodness thought that it didn't exist and you were telling the, the truth to the best of your knowledge, you're not going to have to pay a chomesh for that, no matter who you are. That's not just a din in the ben, that's a din in the gazan himself. So what's the chiddush over here? That we're learning from a pasuk that dafka, a ben, doesn't pay a chomesh? The ukipta we just Made is that even the the, the the Av would not, even the Gazan himself would not pay the Chomesh. So the Rishonim were all bothered by this Kasha. So the Rashma suggests that we're talking about a case where the son knew that this object was in a bag that belonged to his father, but he didn't know whether it was a Gzela or a Pikadon. So since it wasn't up to him to know that, it's as if he was Nishpa Beshogeg and therefore he's Pata from Chomesh Ve'asham. But if the father himself would have taken that same Shavua, he would, uh, that, that he's not Chayev because he doesn't know whether it's a, a uh, you know, it's a pikadon or a gazela. He'd be chayev chomesh v'asham because you're the gazlan. You're supposed to know whether it's a gazela or a uh, pikadon. So that's how the Rashban says that's the case where the son would not be chayev the chomesh, but the father would be. The Tosa Rash says a little differently that uh, in, uh, by Shmuel, the, the Gemara's mimait a nishba b'shogeg only from a chiv korban, but not from the chiv chomesh. And therefore, we need the pasuk of Asher Gazal to tell me that he's potter from the chiv chomesh as well. That he's not only potter 
from the Chiv Karban. In Tosha Ben Peretz, he suggests, uh, as uh, like the first hand, answer of the Gemara, that there's room to say that we're mitzarif, the Shavua of the Father, with the Hoda'a of the Ben, to be Mechayev Chomesh, and that's why I need the Pasuk to tell me that we patter the Ben from a Chomesh, even though the Father had already taken a Shavua. Okay, so now the, uh, we had said in the Mishnah that let's say the guy is Mochal on the Karen, but he's not Mochal on the Chomesh, the Nigzal. He's Mochal on the Karen, you have to pay me back the Karen, but you still owe me the Chomesh. Or he's Mochal on the Karen and the Chomesh, except for less than a pruta of the Karen. So the Mishnah said, oh, so then you don't have to chase him all the way to Madai to be able to return. So what exactly is the case that if there's less than a Shavapruta, you don't have to chase him down to Madai? So Amrav Papa Lo Shanu, that which says in the Mishnah, that if the nigzal is mochel on the keren, chutz mi pachos mi shavapruta, the gazlan doesn't have to chase him all the way down to madai, is lo shanuela she'en gzela kayemis. That's only if the gzela itself no longer exists. It's lost, it's gone. So uh, you, you, what you're paying is cash. Avol gzela kayemis, but if the gzela itself is still around, then then you have to go all the way to madai to return it, even though right now it's not worth a pruta. Why? Because chayshim that maybe right now it's not worth a pruta, but prices fluctuate, and it could be that very soon it's going to be worth a pruta, and therefore you need to chase him down. Now, how does that follow? Meaning, so what? Right now it's not worth a pruta. So why is it that Shemetiyaker is a concern? Is a, why does that matter? So the rush, as Kordon Shidum says, that since the chashash is that if it goes up in value, uh, the, it's going to turn out that you never paid back the keren, so then it turns out that you brought your car before you did a Shavas HaKaren and the carbon's going to be possible because the Seder Advarim has to be that you need to return the Karen and only then bring the carbon. Tosos Shantz is according to the Shidduch saying differently. No, the reason for the din that you don't have to go all the way to Madai to bring back Pachs Mishav Pruta is because the assumption is a person is Mochel on Pachs Mishav Pruta. Yes, a person is Mochel on Pachs Mishav Pruta when he knows that it's going to remain stagnant, it's always going to be Pachs Mishav Pruta. But if he thinks that this is something that has potential, he thinks that this Pachs Mishav Pruta can one day be worth a lot of money, he's not going to be Mochel. So it's all the function of the Nigzal's Mechila, and there cannot be a presumed Mechila when there's a possibility that Shema Tiyaker. Ikeda Amri, others say in the name of Rav Papa, that Amr Rav Papa lo shna gzei l'kemes, lo that there's no chilek whether the gzei is still around or not. In either way, uh, if it's pachs mishav pruta, ein lo tzarech le'elachacharev. You do not need to chase the guy down to Madai. I don't care that you're holding on to the item and it still, it still might go up in value. L'shema tiyaker lo chashinon. We're not worried about shema tiyaker, that it might be worth a shav pruta. Here too you have machlokas rishon. And what does that mean, l'shema tiyaker lo chashinon? The Rashba writes that this shita holds that if taka it goes up in value at some later point, then you're going to be chayiv to, to return it. L'shem lo I'm not choshesh, it's going to go up in value. But if it does, now you're holding on to something that's worth more than a shav pruta. So it'll be nispar l'mafreya that your carbon was possible because it was brought before you fulfilled the mitzvah of shavas hakeren. It's just that we don't have to be choshesh that that's going to happen. But if be'emest yaker, then of course you're going to have to return it. However, she gets this quotes from the rush that according to this day, 
even if it goes up, if the gzeil goes up in value, the asham does not become pasul mafreya because at the time that you brought the asham, it was patame ashava. Meaning, when you brought the asham, everything was good. It was asan shav pruta. You uh, you had no mitzvah sashava at that point. So uh, so therefore, the korban asham is not going to be pasul mafreya. It's like the concept in Yaradea we have of chozer v'neim. Right? Do you, uh, do you say at some point, okay, there's bittel, little tarfus fell into a giant pot, so there's bittel, and then a little more falls in, then a little more. So do I start going back and start combining uh, all the earlier things? Or do I say, no, what, what, there was a psak, it's over, that's done. So, uh, so here also, do I say, look, I, I brought the carbon ashram, and uh, at a time where it was worth less than a shav it's done. Now I don't know, uh, even if tiyakher, I don't have to worry about it. So that is a machlokas rishonim. Now, Another uh, issue relating to Pachs Mishav Pruta, Amarava. If a person steals three uh, stalks of uh, vegetables, and they're worth, each one is worth a pruta, so it's a total of three prutos. But then, they go down in value, and now the three stalks are worth two prutos, meaning each one is worth slightly less than a pruta. If you had returned two of those stalks, you have to return the last one, even though that last one right now is not worth a pruta. At the time they stole it, it was worth a pruta. Right now, it's not worth a pruta. Vitana tuna, and we have a brisa that uh, is a raya to rava because it talks about gazel chametz. If a person steals chametz before Pesach, so he goes and he steals, you know, very expensive uh, scotch or whiskey or whatever. He's got thousands of dollars of chametz. The overall of a Pesach, and then Pesach comes and goes, and now it becomes asubana because it's machlokas tanoim. Why chametz over love of Pesach? Asubana. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Yehuda, Raisa that. It's also about, and even Chavit Shalnachri is also about over Pesach. We pass them like Rabbi Shimon that it's a Kanas that Chavit Shal Yisrael, but since you violated Bali Rabbi Matzei, so therefore there's a Kanas that Chavit that was owned by Yisrael is also about now. That's why we have all those lists that are published of who owns the company and the distributors and who's the CEO of the company, is it a Jew or whatever? Because we pass them like, if we pass them like Rabbi Yudah, it would be easy. Yeah, I mean, it would be hard. But all, all chametz owned by anybody would be absolutely uh, us. It wouldn't matter who, uh, who owned it. But, uh, but anyway, so you have chametz that you stole before Pesach. It had a lot of value, and now it's up for a lot of Pesach. So, when you return uh, the, uh, to, to the guy that you stole from, you can just give him back the chametz, even though it has no value right now. So, it sounds like the reason it works to return the chametz, even though right now it's not worth anything, is because the chametz is still around, and therefore you fulfill your chiv hashava by giving back that physical chametz. But let's say uh, it's not around anymore. So then you have to give him the value of the chametz based on what it was before Pesach. So even though right now after Pesach, the chametz is not considered mamon because it's, uh, it's not even worth a pruta. It's worth zero. It's also Since at the time of the gzela, it was mamon, you're going to have to uh, pay back its, uh, its value. So in the case of Rava as well, you stole three stocks. Each one at the time that you stole it was worth a pruta. Now the one that you have left is not worth a pruta. Pruta, even though right now it's not worth a pruta. Since initially when you stole it, it was worth a pruta. The gazlan has to pay back to the uh, to the nigzal. Tosrid uh, points out that it's difficult. Why is the Gemara being the chiv hashava from a diuk. You know, we say, oh, time of sebeine, halei sebeine. So you say that, then you'd have to pay back. Oh, so you see that there's chiv to pay back. 
the Lashon of the Mishnah itself says, Omerlo, Hare, Shelcha, Lefanecha. So we see that Yechayev and Hashava, and the Chiddush of the Mishnah is that you can do the Hashava with the physical item. But obviously, if you didn't, if you weren't Chayev and Hashava at all, because it's not worth anything right now, then uh, there, you wouldn't need the Chiddush that you could do the Hashava with the physical item. So just from the words of the Brisa itself, you see that uh, that there's a Chiv Hashava. So Tosrid says that no, because we could have been Docha that Raya and said that the Mishnah is telling me that you're entirely Potter. And really, you don't need to return the chametz. But since you're able to return even the chametz itself, which is not worth anything, and that's just a fancy way of, that's just a clever way of the Brysa saying, you don't have to give anything back. You're potter. Meaning, uh, take something worthless and give it to him. Meaning, you don't have to give him anything. So, uh, from the diuk, that no, you have a chiyuv hashava, and the chiddush is that you're mekayim that chiyuv hashava if the chametz is still around and you're able to give it back to him. So, by Rava, Rava says, Another uh, Shaila. Ooh, you steal two agudos, and even at the time that you stole them, they were not worth a, a, a pruta each. They were each worth pachos mi pruta. Together they were worth a pruta. achas, man. And then you returned him one of them. So mahu. Do you have to return the second agudo, which is not worth a pruta? No price fluctuation. You stole all, all together something that was worth a, two items that together were worth a pruta. You had returned one of them. What you're still holding on to is pachs mishava pruta. Mi amrinan, do we assume that you don't have to return it because hashtalek gzela? Right now, you don't have a gzela that's a shava pruta piyado, so you have no chiv hashava. A chiv hashava is only on a shava pruta. And right now, you're not holding on to a shava pruta. Odilma, or maybe you do have a chiv hashava because if you don't return it, it turns out, hello, hado gzela davigabe. You, you once had shava pruta of stolen items and you never did a hashava of a pruta. So if you never performed a hashava of a pruta, you, you still have a chiyav hashava. So other pashte, after Rav raised this safek, he was poshet the safek, and he said, that there's, uh, there's no stolen money in the hands of the gazlan, uh, because he does not have a shava pruta left. Hashava inkan. So there is no returning of the gazela. So it says, well, what does that mean exactly? E gazela and inkan. If he has no stolen money in his hand, hashava yeshkan. So uh, how can he... Uh, it must be that there is hashava, because otherwise, how did he become a potter from the chiv hashava sagzela? So it says, well, no, no, What we meant to say is, afal einkan. Even though the, he no longer has mamuna gazel in his hand, because whatever he has left in his hand is worth less than a pruta, and mimela the uh, the the hashava of what he has cannot be ma'akev his bringing of the carbon asham because there, it's, it's worth less than a pruta. But mitzvah hashava enkan. He still was not mekayim the mitzvah hashava. So he's somewhere in the middle. He may not have a chiyuv hashava right now that would that would prevent him from bringing a carbon asham, but he has not yet fulfilled his chiyuv hashava either. So normally you'd imagine that if a guy has a stolen shava pruta, he has a chiyuv hashava, and therefore if he does that chiyuv hashava, he's good. And if he doesn't do that chiyuv hashava, he's not good. He can't bring the carbon asham. Over here we say, we're saying he didn't do a chiyuv hashava, but he's still okay in terms of bringing the carbon asham because he no longer has a chiyuv hashava. <coughs> so the Gemara brings other sveikos that Rava has that are similar to this. 
that are similar to this suffix about the uh, about having stolen a pruta being less being left with pachs pruta, but from totally different areas of halacha. So the halacha is that a nazir has an obligation on a couple of occasions to be megaleach all of his hair. The Torah says that that uh, that if he becomes tame, he has to shave off all of his hair, and also at the conclusion of his nazirus, the gilach nazir peschal at the conclusion of his nazirus, he also has to shave off all of his hair. It says in the Mishnah Meseches Negaim, Nazir Shagilach Vishir Shtei Saros. The Nazir who shaved his hair and was left with Shtei Saros that he had not shaved, he did not do the mitzvah skiluach. Meaning, if even two hairs remain, he has not fulfilled the mitzvah skiluach. So, by Rava, Rava raises the Shaila, Gilach Achas Finishachas Mahu. What if of the two remaining hairs, he's Megaleach, one of them, and then the other one just falls out on its own? Did he, was he Mekayim the mitzvah skiluach? What do you mean there were two left? It means that he shaves all the rest of them. So he was shaving slowly, right? Meaning if a Nazir shaves one hair at a time, let's imagine he shaves all of his hair except for one. So he's Mekayim the Mitzvah Skiluach. Only if there are Shaysarus that remain, he's not Mekayim the Mitzvah Skiluach. So just because he shaved, 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 and then he was left with two, and then he shaved one of those two, so of course he's Mekayim the Mitzvah Skiluach. He shaved everything up until one hair, not up until two hairs. The case is, he shaved everything down until he had two hairs left, and then one of those fell out first, and then he was Megalea, the last one. So, me Amrina, do we say that he was Mekayim the Mitzvah Skiluach because Hashemiyas Halakashir, because right now there's, he doesn't have Shtei Saros left, and he had done Giluach to get mostly to that point? Odilmo, do we say that he was not Mekayim the Mitzvah Skiluach because Halav Giluach, that's not the Giluach that the Torah's Mitzvah, but the Meikara Hashir Shtei Saros, his initial Giluach had left behind two hairs, so that wasn't a Giluach. And his final giluach is only on one hair. So that's also not a giluach, meaning the, the second to last hair fell out on its own. So then he answered the child and he said, Oh, the, there's no hair and there's no giluach. Well, what does that mean? If uh, there's no hair, it turns out that he was already Megaleach. So Giluach Yeshkan. So he did Giluach. So says, no, we're threading the needle. Even though he doesn't have two hairs left, he has not been Mekayim, the mitzvah of Giluach. Because uh, the Torah was, did not uh, uh, require uh, the, to be Megaleach unless you have at least Shtei Saros. And since he has only one Saara left after the second last one fell out, he has to wait till another hair grows and then do the Giluach because you need to do the Giluach on Shtei Saros. So that was one similar Satshaila. Another similar Satshaila relates to Tomentara. If a person dies, the, the, the dead body is Metame Ba'oel. So all Kalim and all people that are in the same with him become Tameh. And if there's a, uh, let's say, a, a, a top floor and a bottom floor, and the mace is in the bottom floor, and there's a skylight in between the bias and the aliyah, so the Tumor will travel through that area as well, unless you close up the skylight with something that itself is not Makabal Tumor. If you close up that skylight with something that is Makabal Tumor, so anything that is Makabal Tumor is not Chotet Bifnei Tumor. But if you close it up with something that's not Mechabal Tumah, so it, it, it functions as an OL, and it prevents the Tumah from rising. So, there's a Mishnah Mesechus Kalim. 
that if a person puts in that skylight a barrel that uh, they made a hole in it in a, a, a size that's, a, that's able to bring tumma into the kli and therefore it's not going to be meaning it is a, the kli itself is mekabal tumma but then you close up that hole with shmarin so it's ilua. now you have uh, that by, by closing up that hole you're saving everything in the top floor because it's uh, it's uh, the, 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 the because there's there's a chatzitza because it's a proper Stima in front of the uh, tumma, and the kli is not itself is not going to be able to be mekabel tumma. So by rava agav mahu. What if you close off with some uh, with some cement or some mud or something half of the nekev that you made in the chavis and half of the nekev half of the hole still remains open. So what is the din of the top floor now? Do we say that since you don't have the full shear of the nekev, the kli is not mekabel tumma and memela, it's able to be chotzitz mefnei Or do we say that since you didn't close up the entire hole? The kli is mekabel and melitz not going to be chod. Say the tumma is going to go into the aliyah. That's how Rashi learns this question. Tosfos learns differently, but we'll stick with Rashi. So I'm leir of Yemel Ravashi. Lav Mishnah Seinuizo. Isn't this exactly the the case of a Mishnah? The The Mishnah says in the tenth parak of Kelim, Chavish Shenikvos Shemua Shmarim Hitzilua. Pick up bismora. If you close up that the uh, with a with a uh, a branch of a of a grapevine, so the chavis is not considered a chatzitz b'fneatuma. Until you put some mud or cement in the space between the vine and the chavis in order to close it up really, really well. If you put two zemuros in order to close it up, so it's not going to be chatzitza until you close up the, the holes on the side of the zemuros in between uh, that and the chavis. And also between one branch and the other, between one vine and the other. So it sounds from the Mishnah, that the only reason that they're going to be able to be is because you, you fill it in with cement or pitch or something like that. Uh, but if you don't, then it's not going to be a chatzitza. So uh, if we're assuming that all you need to do is close up part of the hole, am I? why would it be chatzitza? Even if you don't stick the tit in between, let it be as if you at least closed up part of it and that should be enough to be chotzitz b'fnei atoma Elamai, what do you see? that closing up part of the hole is not enough to be chotzitz b'fnei atoma so says no, Amri hachi hashta you can't bring a raya from there hasam, over there by someone who closes up a neck with zmuros without using uh, plaster or uh, cement or something like that the chisarun is not because he didn't close up the entire hole but he lo marach lo it's simply that the zmuros is going to fall out. There's no, uh, there's nothing holding them in place. That's the function of the tit. The function of the tit is not to close up the entire thing. The function of the tit is just to hold it in place. Uh, but if you, uh, but if you actually close up part of a hole with something that's permanent, it's going to stay. So good. So then you did a good enough job closing up the hole, and therefore it's going to be chod. So now we go back to the discussions of Hashavas Hagzela. So we had said that if you steal chametz before Pesach, and then Pesach comes and goes, so 
Rava raises the following question. If after uh, Pesach go, comes and goes, and the Chavitz becomes Asr Ba'ana, Nishpa Alav, the Gazan is Nishpa L'Sheker, and he says that he did not steal it, so Mahu. Is that considered that he was Kofra Mamun Shel Chavero? What he was swearing about at the time that he stole, is what he's swearing about by the time he actually swears, is something that's not worth anything. It's Chavitz Shavar Lav Pesach. So Amir, Amir, Kivan Di Mignam Vayishlu do we say that since if he were to if, if uh, he were to steal it right now, he would have to pay the mamon based on what the chametz was worth before Pesach? So So when he's being kofer, he's being kofer an actual mamon. Or maybe right now the gazela is in the world and the gazan could just give back that gazela, which is worth zero dollars and zero cents. And since it's like dirt, so he's not really being kofer in anything that's worth anything. So even though Rava was misupak about this, Rava had no such doubts. Rava knew what the halacha was in his mind because uh, we could bring a raya from Rabba. The Amar Rabba, Rabba says the following. A person is Tovea someone else, and he says, Shori Ganafta, you stole my shor. Vuhu Omer, and he says, Lo Ganafta, what are you talking about? I never stole your shor. <coughs> so he says, oh yeah? Mativo look there in your yard, it's my shor. What's it doing over there if you didn't steal it? So uh, he responds, well, what do you mean? Shomer chinam anielav. I don't know why you're saying such hurtful things. I was doing you a favor. You asked me to watch your shor for you. I went and I watched your shor. And now you're coming and yelling at me that I stole it? So, uh, and then he swears to that, that I was just a shomer chinam. And then later he's moda, that he in fact had stolen it, and that he was not a shomer chinam. So chayv, the gazan is chayv a carbon shvua even though he did not deny uh, that the shor belonged to the other guy. Meaning, he said, Shomer Chinam love, meaning, I agree, it's your shor, uh, but I'm a Shomer Chinam. And then he swore falsely that he's a Shomer Chinam, and then he admitted to it. So he never denied that, the, you know, that, that, that it didn't belong to him and that it belonged to the other guy. Because by taking that shvua, he was trying to exempt himself from any future Gnev Vaveda. Meaning, if I steal your shor and then there's a Gnev Vaveda, I owe you the money. But if I'm a Shomer Chinam on your shor and there's a I don't owe you the money. So by swearing that it was uh, that he was a shomer chinam, he was trying to get himself off the hook on a future kinev aveda. Or let's say he said shomer sachar ani alav. I was a shomer sachar chayiv. He's also going to be chayiv shay patar because by being a shomer sachar, he's going to be patar v'tshvur mesa. If he were ganav, he wouldn't be patar v'tshvur mesa. Shoel ani alav. Or even if he says I was a shoel on it, I borrowed it, where he has uh, massive responsibilities, but still chayiv shay patar atzvah He was still trying to get himself off the hook of Mesa Machmas Malacha. Whereas if you're a Gazlan, even if it's Mesa Machmas Malacha, you're going to have to be Chayev. So Alma, but bottom line is, you see from Rabbah, that even though the Behemoth is around, and the Gazlan is Moda, that it belongs to the Bailan, since if it were to be stolen, um, it would turn out that he was Kofar Kfiris Mamon, so so to right now, that the that he's stealing the Behemoth, it's considered that he's being Kofar and Mamon. So since, according to Rabbah, any that can lead to a chi of mamon is considered a kfiras mamon. So chanami. So in Rava's suffix about chamit shavalav pesav also. Avgav the Afrabalmu. I'll grant you that it's worth nothing. Kivin the mignav vayishlumile mamonu maalia hashnami mamonu kakafarle. But if it were to get stolen, you'd have to pay back with real money. So therefore, it's as if you're being kofer real.
real money. So Yosef Rabbi Bekamel Hashemaita, Rabbi was saying this whole din about the Shomer Chinam Shoel, Shomer Sacher, and all this, and how if he swears to that, he's going to be Chayv and Hashem, even though the whole time he admitted it belonged to the other guy, but he just uh, denied about the circumstances upon which he was watching it. So Esfei Rav Amram Rabbi, Rav Amram challenged Rabbi that we have a price that says, not like you, because it says in the Torah by a Gazlan, who's called for Vinishpul Shekher, it says, Vikicheshba, and we darshin that you're not going to be high of the, the carbon if you're moda iker if you're moda fundamentally that this item still belongs to that guy you, even if you're denying some of the circumstances Kate said what would be an example of moda iker shari ganafta guy says you stole my shari uh, I no I didn't yeah what's it doing in your yard well you sold it to me you gave it to me as a matana your father sold it to me your father gave it to me as a matana as, as Matana or Achor Parasi Ratz, I was chasing my own para Meila uh, Baetzli, and uh, and this uh, one can walk wandered right into my Rishos where I just found it wandering and I brought it into my Rishos. Or and here's the the, the part that we're bringing Raya from Shomer Chinam Aniyalav Shomer Sakhar Aniyalav Shoel Aniyalav. I admit that it's yours, but I was I I didn't steal it. I was a Shomer Chinam. I was a Shomer Sakhar. I was a Shoel Vinishba, and he swears to all these things. Behold, and then he later admits that he was lying. Yachol Yechayiv, you might think you're going to be Chayiv a Karban Hashem in the Chalmish and everything. Now that's why Kichishba tells me that if you're moda be'ikr, if you're moda that fundamentally it does belong to the toveya, then you're not going to be chayiv the uh, the the chamish uh, nasham. So Amalei, uh, so Rabbah responded back to Rav Amram to to uh, to Dura, you're uh, lacking understanding. Kitanya he the Kamalei helach. When does the Brisa say uh, that, uh, that 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 uh, that you're not going to be chayiv chomish va'asham? Is if you say I'm a shomer chinam. Here, take it back. Meaning, so you're giving it right back right now. So you're not saving yourself from anything when you're claiming to be a shomer chinam, because the only thing you would be saving yourself from is if in the future it's gnev aveda. There is no future. I'm giving it back to you right now. So there's no future gnev aveda. Kikamino. When do I say that 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 he's going to be chayiv because he's actually denying something that's going to save money? The the kaima ba'aga. That's if it's somewhere else, and therefore there's still a risk of future gnev aveda. So uh, the Gemara says, okay, but let's backtrack and look at that price. We said in that price that if his claim is you sold it to me. So he said, oh, he's moda be'ikr. He's moda that it belongs to the other fellow. No, if I'm, t- if I'm saying you sold it to me, I'm not moda be'ikr. I'm saying that it's, that it's mine. So my moda be'ikr ika. Well, how, how do you call that a moda be'ikr? No, you're saying you sold it to me, but you're right, I never paid you for it. So here, take your shor as, uh, as payment. What about the examples where he said, you gave it to me or your father gave it to me? So so it can't be that I'm withholding payment for it. So where's the mode of Iker in that? I'm claiming that it's mine. No, the case is I'm saying that you gave it to me as a matana, but it was with a condition attached. I never fulfilled that condition. Here, take your ox right back. Uh, I found it wandering on the on the road. So shouldn't the the the, the nigzal say? 
okay, and there's a mitzvah called Hashavah Saveda. If you found it wandering on the road, you should have returned it to me. So I'm that I swear to you that I found an Aveda. And I don't know that it belonged to you that I could uh, swear it to you. So the Gazan swears, I found the Behemah, I didn't know who it belonged to, and that's why I didn't return it. So mainly he's kofar in his act of stealing, because he really did know, and therefore he really was stealing. Now once the Gemara mentions the din of Hashavah Saveda, that the Gazantainos, that he didn't know who the Balaveda was, the Gemara brings other cases of Shavua on an aide that sees a person who finds an Aveda, and he swears to the Balaveda that he doesn't know Eidos. Meaning, so now we're shifting, not Shavuah Sepikadon, but Shavuah Eidos. That if, uh, if, if I know testimony about something, so I'm, I have to share that testimony. And if I uh, uh, swear that I don't know testimony, and I really uh, do, then I'm going to be Chayv to bring Karban Asham for such a Shavuah. So Tanya, Amr ben Azai, Shalosh Shavuah, saying there are three cases of a Shavuah about an aide that swears that he doesn't know Eidos about an Aveda. First case is Hikirba, the aide realizes uh, the, the, uh, the, 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 who, who the Aveda belongs to. He sees that it's the behemoth of so and so, but Velo Bemotza. He doesn't know who the guy is that found it. Or Bemotza Veloba. He knows who the guy is that found it, but he doesn't know anything about the Aveda. Or Loba Velo Bemotza. He recognizes neither the Aveda nor the guy that found it. Says, Mark, wait, that last. So then he's swearing the truth that he doesn't know any Eidos. Meaning he really doesn't know anything. So what do you mean? That's Shavuos Eidos? So no, he knows who the guy is and he knows who Zavedin is. So which halacha does Ben Azai uh, mention these Shavuos? Is he trying to say that you're chayim for Shavuos Eidos in all these cases or Pater? So Ravami Amar Chanina Liftar that in these three cases the aid is Pater from a couple of Shavuos Eidos because it's, his Eidos is not Nogea to Mamon because Neidachar is not going to be Mechayv Mamon in his Eidos anyway. Ushmol Amar Lechiv that no, he's Chayv a couple of Shavuos Eidos because I'll call upon him if uh, he would be Mayid, at least the guy would be Chayiv Shvua. Neidach Kenedlo, you Chayiv Shvua. He may not be Chayiv Mamon. Tanoi, and they're arguing about the Machlokas of the following Tanan. Detanya Mashbia Eid Echad Pater Reb Lazar Reb Shimon Mechayiv. That if a person is Mashbia Eid Echad, that you better come and testify for me. And the aid falsely swears that he doesn't know any Eidos. He's Pater from a Karmen Shvua because he's only an Eid Echad. Whereas Reb Lazar Reb Shimon says he's Chayiv Karmen Shvua. Bimaykamifki. What's the Nukuda Samachlokas? One holds that, uh, that, that Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shimon, and Shmuel, who are Mechayev the aid, say, yeah, your Eidos is not going to be Mechayev Mamon, but it could lead to a Chayev Mamon, because that's at least going to be Mechayev the guy is Shavua, and if he refuses to take that Shavua, he's going to have to pay. So it's a Dabar Gorim the Mamon, and that's the same thing as Mamon. Umar Savar, and the other opinion holds, the Tanakama and Rabbi Hanina hold, that Lav Kamamon Dabi, that Dabar Gorim the Mamon is Lav Kamamon Dabi, and therefore it's not a Shavua Eidos, any real money, and and as a result of that, the Eidachal is not is only a Gorim Lamamon, and is therefore putter from a carbon Shavua. Okay, Ben Shem, tomorrow Elisha will pick up. I'm not saying here tomorrow because my son's wedding tonight, so Elisha is going to pick up at Amar Rav Sheshes. Thank you very much in advance. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you, thank you. Shall we share it? Thank you.